Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for downloading this special edition of the Black and Gold Podcast, where Big C and I got to have a sit-down conversation with Coach Drinkwitz in his office at the App State Athletic Center. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Coach Drinkwitz obviously is a little busy <laughs> these days, but uh, he did carve out some time for us to hang out with him. Uh, and that means a lot, I mean, because he, he didn't have to. He didn't have to do that. I mean, he was in the middle of meetings and of course, with the news of Ken Dorsey coming up the mountain and making all these other assistants hires, uh, it, it's a busy time for him. But he did make time for the Black Gold Podcast and, in essence, um, App State fans. So that's uh, that means a lot to us. We had a great conversation. But I did want to remind everybody that if you do love the content and appreciate the content that Big C and I bring to you each and every week, then please, please, please consider supporting us financially on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com, slash black and gold podcast you can uh, join uh, either two tiers you can join the 333 club level which is uh, three dollars and 33 cents a month and with that you get access to the 333 club private facebook group you will not have access to that group unless you do join a lot of people do request really every day and um, they're not patrons so if you want access to that group uh, that's the tier you join, but you also get access and join uh, the Richie Armonti tier at $7.14 a month. Uh, but with that, you get access to our YouTube live streams, which we do a couple times a month. Um, later in the football season, it became harder to do that. But now that football season is over, uh, we're going to have more flexibility to do um, YouTube live streams. It's going to be fun. We have a lot of special guests lined up. It's going to be a great time. So uh, anyway, we love doing what we do. It does take time, energy, and money to do it. So if you do want to support the Black and Gold Podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Podcast and please do. But um, we're never going to charge money for our podcast, so everything we do is for free. Don't want anybody to worry about that. But um, anyway, we are in the Christmas spirit. Hope everybody listening to this is having a lovely Christmas day. If you're listening to it on Christmas Day, if you're listening to it after Christmas, Hope it went well. <laughs> Hope Christmas went well. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we're going to take uh, a short uh, pause here, and you're going to hear the conversation that we had with App State football head coach Eliah Drinkwitz, or Coach Drink. Hang tight. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. Okay, we're sitting here in the uh, the offices of Coach Drinkwitz. This is pretty cool. Thanks for uh, even allowing us to darken your doorstep, sir. Well, um, I wish we had video on this thing so they could see how barren this office is. <laughs> uh, there's no pictures. There's there's only the Appalachian State helmets, uh, a Bible, a, a uh, devotional, and a lot of loose leaf paper trying to put all this thing well, together. Some peanut butter crackers and some Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, we, well, diet. Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, okay. diet. I can't afford the calories of real Mountain Dew. Yeah, and so I try to I try to substitute it with a diet. Does it cost more to to to, to buy the calories? I, I haven't ever. No, I think it's the same <laughs> price. Yeah, same price. A, yeah. AJ, you you failed to mention the signed Eric Church album, Desperate Man. The what? 
the, the signed the what? church desperate man album. We have, like, how, how do you, how do you get away yeah. with like not mentioning that, Coach? I, I'm not a huge country music fan. <laughs> uh, get out. <laughs> Kindly leave. Cool, that works. I'll stick around. Yeah. Kindly leave, sir. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting here in pictur- picturesque Kid Brewer Stadium. The snow's falling here at the giant scoreboard, and uh, it's it's pretty serene. So how's your day going so far? You know, my day's been awesome. I mean, anytime I get this view looking around, it just really reminds me how blessed, lucky I am to be here. Um, obviously, working hard, phone calls, text messages. So if I doze off a little bit, not doze off, but I start looking at my phone, I'm, I'm trying to yeah. trying to recruit, retain, and get people here. And, and uh, so a lot, a lot of juggling parts, but it's been good. It wouldn't be the first time someone fell asleep listening to our voices, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about fall asleep. I mean, if I lose concentration. No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, you know so. Right, 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 right. Uh, so I got a question. You know, the early signing day period um, has just kind of shifted priorities for everybody and, and programs. Um, you step into this role, all of a sudden you've got commits, and then you got to analyze them pretty quickly and see who you got. Kind of comment on them. I know, I know that um, – you gave a, kind of a quote for uh, every recruit that uh, jumped on board. And what was that experience like, just having to real quick kind of analyze what you have on the hook for early signing period? And um, what are your thoughts on just uh, Well, that? you know, the good thing is that that's not new or unusual to be able to evaluate film and look at it. And sure. so, you know, once I uh, got the job, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was evaluate all the commitments, watch their tape, see how they could fit, see what their strengths were. And then that allows me, when I'm talking to them and their parents, to let them know that I that I'm I genuinely want them to be here. It's not just lip service. And so, um, you know, just so I just sat down, watched their their film, and then watched some game tape to make sure that their effort and attitude and intensity would match with what Appalachian State football has been in the past. Um, I thought, you know, I thought that Coach Watts and, and and the rest of these guys had done a really good job in recruiting already. And so, when I watched those kids, man, I was really excited really excited and I know we got some really good players and then you know when we got the, we got the one young man Brendan Harrington to come um, that was just that was like icing on the cake you that's know, pretty for, sweet for him for us to get an athlete a player uh, like that uh, up here a, a guy that I think is going to be a really dynamic player for us for a long time um, it just it just was special yeah no, it was it was kind of shocking was that so was that your doing or your recruit or um uh, you reaching out to him to flip because that was kind of like the only flip that I can think of that close to the the wire. Uh, no, I, they had already had a relationship with him and some guys okay. had already talked to him. And, but, so that was already a thing. But they were working on it. But 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 none of that stuff was going to come to fruition until they figured out who the head coach was. Yeah, <laughs> and I got on the phone with his mother and and uh, we just you know we hit it off and and she believed in the vision of what I want this program to be moving forward and and uh, it was awesome to join forces. What uh, what's your um, recruiting strategy dealing with uh, mothers to make them feel comfortable of you leading their their son? Is it like the Bobby Bowden eat the extra slice of pie? Maybe you take the regular Mountain Dew instead of the diet. What's the I'm strategy? Not, I'm like? not taking a regular Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm done with that question. No, I'm just uh, you know, big, biggest key for us is just building uh, trust and respect, um, and making sure that they understand who we are as as people um, is the same as who we are as coaches. Um, what we do outside of 
this facility when we're at home with our with for me, my wife, and my three girls is the same person I'm going to be in this facility. Mm. Um, and so making sure that they're comfortable with, with who I am and what I'm about. And we want to live what we preach. We want to live our integrity. Um, and it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. And we want to just make sure that our actions back that up. Um, you know, eating extra pie and doing all that stuff. <laughs> you know, if you look at me, you can tell I've eaten a little bit of extra pie. Okay, so... I don't know. We all like an extra slice every now and then. Maybe yeah. an, I, I like extra pies, like yeah, whole, not too. extra slices. Yeah. Where can I get some good pie around here, huh? Big C, you where could, would you? Come on. Wow, you know, it's, um, you got to go to somewhere like uh, like Stick Boy, Slow Bread Company, and who has good. the best cinnamon rolls? I'm a big cinnamon roll well, guy. All right, so Stick Boy is probably right up there with the, with the cinnamon yeah. rolls. There's a lot of a lot of people who love the Macadoo cinnamon rolls on King Street. This yeah. is a fave. Okay. Um, but if you want something local, I'd go Stick Boy. Stick Boy. All right. Are you familiar with where that is? It's right down here at the end, uh, intersection of 321 and uh, <laughs> all, River all, Street. All you're doing is pointing in a general direction. <laughs> I'm actually kind of right. It's you just like follow a laser beam yeah. just straight out at the end of there. I plugged in. I, I was at the uh, I was at the hospital visiting some of our players who had surgery, and then I plugged in Kid Brewer Stadium. And next thing I know, I'm on Stadium Drive, which I knew was not even kind of how I wanted to get back here to go through the university and right, all right. these back streets and so You passed his house. You probably did. Well, next time, hey, make sure you have a stick boy cinnamon roll for me <laughs> and I'll stop keep by. Keep them in stock. <laughs> keep, keep the cinnamon rolls in stock. Yeah, but yeah. Mac- McAdoo's is pretty good too. If you walk by McAdoo's on King Street, yeah. they all, a lot of times will have them sitting right there in the yeah, window. In the window. So you kind of see them. as you walk by. Yeah. It's, uh, Very, where's it, King Street? It's, it's, it's that direction. It's the main, main street downtown. <laughs> These guys are just pointing out windows. I have no idea what it's I think we've pointed the same direction the whole time. Yeah. What if we had uh, air, airline like, uh, lights? Yeah, I, wouldn't I wouldn't get there. I wouldn't get there. get there. Let's get back to some hard-hitting stuff. Like, why don't you like country music? <laughs> why don't I like country music? He's turned it around on you, AJ. I, um, I just have never had an affinity for it. I don't know. I grew up not listening to country music. Yeah, I don't even know if you're considered to be a mountaineer anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've heard I've heard that from several people. Wow, I've heard that from several people that they don't wow. think I'm authentic enough to even be called a southerner. Well, you're authentic if you don't if you can live by that by not liking country music. That's authentic. <laughs> Authentically, what? Though, yeah, right? crazy. <laughs> what's the What's the uh, moving transition like right now? Uh, I know it's uh, that's got to be the logistics of getting up here and well, finding a place to live. The key to being a good football coach is having a great coach's wife. Yeah, and the reality is. My my wife is awesome. She handles all that. Yeah. Um, you know, when when we made this move, I moved into the uh, local courtyard by Marriott. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just have a suitcase and I put on an App State polo and come up here and go to work. Yeah. And then she's handling all the stuff back home. And, and I'm going to go home for Christmas and then I'll come back up here with the rest of our staff and we'll get working. And, and they'll join me as soon as they can. Um, you know, we got to transition our girls to school and find a house and sell our house and all that. And. That's why she's she's a rock star because uh, she handles all that stuff for me and allows me to come up here and handle all that's the, the stuff best. up here. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to know that. Um, so we have um, we have a Facebook group of some of the people that follow us on uh, just follow the podcast or support us on on Patreon. And one of the questions that they wanted uh, us to ask you was I thought a very good one. It's a positive one. A lot of times when was some, there negative ones. No, I didn't oh, see okay, any. Okay, good. Just I don't remember. We, we kick out the negative ones. Good, perfect. No, uh, but one of the questions was, you know, sometimes what keeps you up at night uh, can have a negative connotation, like what are you scared of? But this question was, what keeps you up at night in terms of that makes you so excited about what you can potentially accomplish with what you have experienced so far that, um, that I guess, what you're most excited about? Um, 
I just think the potential, the future, the 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 dreams that I know we can accomplish here. I really believe the sky's the limit. I know that down in North Carolina, apparently the floor is the ceiling or roof or whatever. <laughs> but for us, I the, love the sky that. really I love is the shade. The sky really is the limit. I mean, um, there's nothing we can't accomplish here. Yeah. There really isn't. Um, we've got great players. We've got great support. We've got um, people who believe in us, and belief is a, a powerful thing. You've got great people, and people are your most powerful resource. So for me, it's just like um, what keeps me up is the potential, but what keeps me up and in, in nervous is making sure I do everything in my power. You know, every decision you make affects the program either positively or negatively, and you have to weigh each one of those decisions. And the reality is those decisions are happening really fast right now. <laughs> and so I'm having to weigh these things constantly and just keep moving along. And I think the big thing is not to try to, to um, overvalue each decision, but just keep moving forward. Once you make a decision, move on. You just can't keep looking back and say, oh, shoot, no. Just make the decision, keep moving on, keep moving forward, um, and knowing that the potential here is, is really unlimited, and, and I don't know that it's been fully tapped yet. So you're a huge offense guy. I mean, you're the guy that dreams in playbooks. I mean, I used to play defense, but, yeah, I like offense. You played defense? What do you, you mean? I was a linebacker. Back in the day? Yeah. What was the switch of you becoming Mr. Offense then? What What happened? Well, I went to work for Gus Malzahn, and he said if I wanted to be a head coach, I needed to learn the offensive side of the football because most head coaches had offensive backgrounds. And this was in the high school setting. And I was like, makes sense to me. So I went down that path and never looked back. How do you, how do, how, what's, what are the things you did to learn really quickly just to become an offensive guru, because that's kind of like your <laughs> First off, I'm not a guru. Oh, come okay? on. We and can say that. No, you, I mean, you can, but you'd be lying to your listeners, which is not <laughs> what we want. Okay, I'm not a guru. I, I am a... Shaman. <laughs> I'm a practical applicator of offensive football. All I, I study, watch film, and then my job is to teach quarterbacks to see it the same way that I see it. And when you can get your players and your staff to see the game the same way you do then it becomes easy to work together and I think that's what we do um how I became that I think just it takes what it takes to be successful right and so for me studying film watching film never getting complacent making sure you're trying to be on the cutting edge what are people doing now that nobody else is doing you know, watching the NFL tape, we consider ourselves to be a pro-tempo offense. You know, uh, George came in earlier, hey, what college teams do you want us to watch? There's a lot of really good offenses out there in college football. But the guys that are elite, in my opinion, are those guys in the NFL, Sean McVay's of the world and those. So I'm sitting there watching Sean and seeing what is he doing that nobody else is doing? What's Andy Reid still doing with the Chiefs? How did he reinvent himself? How can I continue to grow in what I'm doing and really, you know, when you use the term guru, that means you've arrived. I haven't arrived anywhere. I'm trying to grow and get better every day. And uh, the only way you do that is by working and knowing it takes what it takes, watching tape and all that. You took guru very seriously. I was just trying to be... Uh, that that's, must be a soft spot for him. We're a guru. I, so before anyone twists this, Well, no, not. I just think, I think people try to, uh, you know, they use those terms or whatever. Right. I don't think in... Uh, 
I don't think anybody in football is a guru. Yeah. I, I think. Because everybody at some point could be outcoached by somebody else. Yeah. Football sure. will humble you. Yeah. Okay. And I've experienced firsthand whenever you sit there and start patting yourself on the back and telling everybody how good you are or, or you think you've arrived, the game always humbles you. Because no matter what, the game continues. Yeah. Coaches change. Players change. The game continues. And so. I think you have to approach it with a, a level of humility that some people don't like to approach it with. Me, on the other hand, I know I'm only one first down away from you booing me. <laughs> I'm not going to boo you, Coach. Yeah. It'll I, take a couple first downs. Yeah. I, I boo when the the opposing team comes out. I, I, I boo. Yeah. yeah. In a targeting call, maybe I'll boo. Or the referees, I might boo a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going to boo you. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how it goes, right? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yet. I'm just kidding. Charles, I don't want to dominate the conversation. No, I was curious. Um, you mentioned Sean McVay, Andy Reid, the quarterbacks they have. So I'm sure people are going to run off with this and say that you're going to turn this into a Pac-12, Big 12 kind of offense. Is that the case or not? No, we just want to be a good offense. We just want to yeah. be a good offense. We want to be Appalachian State 2019 offense. Um I don't know. I don't know that it's going to look like any what anybody else has ever done. It's going to look like what we're going to do. It's going to be our offensive staff um, working with our offensive players um, to formulate it and put it together. I know it's going to have three things. I know it's going to be be able to be played with rhythm. I know it's going to be attacking and it's going to execute. And as long as those plays fall into that, those three words, those those three philosophies, then that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, every year is a little bit different. Um, Zach's different than what I have had had with Ryan, um, what I had with Brett, but similar to what I had with Adam Kennedy, what I've been around with Ryan Applin, Freddie Knighton, um, Cam Cam Newton. We don't like that name here. So <laughs> Freddie Knighton came up here and lit us up back in 2015. Yeah, Freddie's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> we when we got to Arc State in 2012, we recruited Freddie and signed him. Um, Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> What's Pulaski uh, Academy, he, Little they, Rock, Arkansas? Is that really? Yeah. Where Where did you grow up? Alma, Arkansas. Where is that? It's in the River Valley, um, about 40 miles south of Fayetteville. Okay, uh, close to the Arkansas River. Yeah, uh, on the western side of the state, back Oklahoma. Did you grow up uh, a big Razorback fan like everybody else? Nope, OU fan. Really? Yeah, because you were born in Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma. My parents were from there, and so. Grew up more of an Oklahoma Sooner fan. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even remember. I think I attended my work, first Razorback football game uh, in high school, maybe even college. So not a big part of my past. Yeah, um, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I coached at Arkansas State. So you didn't like those guys if you're coaching Arkansas State. So Yeah, that's right. You don't. <laughs> no. We really don't like them. They don't like us a lot more for some reason. We're yeah. not sure why. Who? Arkansas State. Arkansas State hates oh, us. Oh, I was talking about Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas State? No, I don't know. Whatever. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> I don't, I'm not caught up in all that. I'm worried about us. Yeah. And, and that's how you should be. And I, I, I liked, uh, I think the thing that I, I liked hearing the most um, is you talk about uh, you are interested in running plays and doing things that you think that the players in the field can execute. Yeah. Um, I actually think that's what the previous staff did pretty well. Yeah. So to see that continuation is really awesome. You know, I think Scott and their offensive staff did an outstanding job. I mean, they had unique offenses, played to their strengths. Um, played to their strengths, yeah. And I don't think that's going to change. Any. It just may be a different style. And, and the thing that I'm talking to everybody that, that wants to join up with is it's it's preference versus performance. 
it's not about what you prefer. It's what's going to make us perform the best. Right. And so that's where we have to have low ego, high out of how put. Low ego, high output approach. Yeah. Where it's not about if it's my idea, it's what's the best idea. It's yeah. not about what I prefer, it's what's going to help us perform. Right. And um, I think if we'll all take that approach, then, and even the fans, it may not be what you prefer. Right. But if it helps us perform in that way, then that's what we'll do. So yeah. if we get an empty, I don't want to hear anybody booing in the stands, okay? Again, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look at me. I'm not, I'm not going to be. <laughs> so, uh, what has been, um, what part of being up here, although you are kind of drinking uh, water from a fire hose, I thought yeah. that was a good metaphor. I love that. What's been, what's been your most pleasant surprise or just something that you weren't expecting? Uh, yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting the snow today. Yeah. Uh, we probably weren't either. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the quesadillas at 9.30 last night in the courtyard Marriott to be <laughs> nearly as good as they were. Either. Wow. Yeah, so, I hadn't eaten all day. I, I'll tell you this: when you're the head coach, you don't eat. You know, I I, uh, I haven't eaten very much. Yeah, and, and when I do, it's all of a sudden at night, right before I go to bed, which is not good for the old waistline. Um, so that's been a surprise. But you said pleasant surprise. I think the people. <laughs> I just think everybody's been so accommodating, you know, and and helpful and I wish I could remember everybody's name that said they'd help me do something because yeah. I, I would literally have no problems but I've forgotten most of the people who've been like if you need anything let me know so I'm telling you right now I need some stuff okay but okay. but I, I don't I don't remember who told me I could call in those oh. favors <laughs> you'll probably find them <laughs> you'll find them they'll be around if yeah, they- I need them to be welcoming and accommodating to all the new uh, people that are joining the app family here in the next Three weeks. How many people did you meet down in New Orleans? About a thousand. However many were at the game or <laughs> at fans, I think I met them all. I think I met. Except them. him, you didn't meet Somehow him. Somehow I slipped out. Where, the, where were you? I was there. I had a seat at the fifty. It wasn't where my seat was originally assigned, but somehow I wound up there. Good for but, you. I wasn't even supposed to be at that. Uh, yeah, you got a. Okay. Yeah, the, who sent you? Somebody sponsored uh, Brad, you? Yeah, Brad Absher's uh, dad. Um, he's a grad. He, he's graduate. He's already done. He's already graduated. He's, he's a fifth-year senior. He, um, his dad found me in the hotel lobby and said, basically, come on, we're, <laughs> we're going to the tailgate with me. Nice. So there we are. There so, you go. Here we go. Um, so, yeah, so you're super busy. We're really appreciative uh, of you allowing us to uh, sit down and talk to you, get to know you a little bit. Um, we're diehards. We're going to be there no matter what. And... Um, Change is hard for a lot of people, and we understand that. Um, you know, going through, uh, I think you, you mentioned that you had called Jerry Moore and thanked him, but um, that was a hard transition for us in 2012, somebody that we had only been used to, uh, Coach Moore, and um, Sat came in, and no one knew what was going to happen, and we did some great things. So change is always hard, but mm-hmm. uh, we we believe that uh, a lot of people listen to the podcast, and certainly us, and in our group on Facebook, we're we're diehards. So we're yeah. looking forward to the future and, and happy to see you so genuinely enthusiastic about being yeah. up here and you have our support. I appreciate it. Well, it takes courage to change. Yeah. And it's it's never easy. Um, but you just got to lean into it and, and know that uh, it's for the better. Um, and there's not it's not always going to be a smooth ride. The path to success is never linear. It's usually very crooked. Right. And it ends up where it's supposed to be. And so... Um, there's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, but if we we'll all stick together, we'll get through it. Um, it's going to be a little bit slow for the next couple of months as we all get used to our new roles yeah. and, and um, working together. But as long as we have the people like you 
and uh, y'all support and spreading the good news and and uh, you know finding ways to help move the program in the right direction. Uh, we're going to come out better than we were before. I like that. And although he's not wearing a visor right now, Chuck, we're going we, to trust the visor. We're right. Trust the visor. <laughs> we're going to trust the visor. That's right. Thank you, Coach, very much. Thank you.